All right, uh, we're here with Chris Saray, and of course you know because you listened. We begin the episode, each episode, with the guest dedicating. So, what would you like to dedicate this episode for, or yes. to, or? Well, I, I, for sure, my wife Mariah and my son Calvin. They are very supportive. I definitely couldn't do all the things that I do without them. There's Wonderful. a lot of people that 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 earned the dedication, the rest of my family, but also um, a lot of cast and crew sure. uh, that go along with the projects. And we'll definitely mention those later on, right? Yes. All right. We're back with Chris Charay. I'm working on it. I'm working yes, on it. Yeah, All right, Charay. Very good. Okay. Very good. Um, at prep time, we talked about that you you did music before you did movies. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. are you? Did you do every um, every instrument? Were you proficient? Could you do every instrument in a band? Or no, I played guitar. Uh, All right. Basically, a rhythm guitar and did lead vocals. The band's name was Howl Body. We played for 12 years around the Twin Cities in the region. Okay. And. Uh, I don't know. After after twelve years, I moved back into acting. Well, see, other you know the music, the bumper music we play is from my band. Okay, nice. And then if anybody, well, the usual listeners understand, will know. But I'm talking about, but um, that's me playing the drums. Oh wow! And my friend Nick, who is in the band, uh, my other friend, he was the one. Him and I started the band. Um, he actually, him and his wife, um, with a couple other people, run Alloy Brewery in Coon Rapids. So now they run a brewery. So, <laughs> so nice. <laughs> what was the name of your band? Uh, Storebought Heroes. Yeah, we made one album and gotcha. yeah, we did a couple events and then it's just kind of like uh, kind of pulling away here. And then we had all this. That's how the podcast started because you just got have all this work, work, mic equipment and stuff right. like that. So. And now I'm making my own comic book, so I keep myself busy, right? You gotta yes, keep yourself busy. I love it. I, lo I love your uh, studio down here. It's beautiful. So you, you nice. talked about that you only... Um, Last time you read a comic book has been since you were ten. <laughs> yeah, probably probably ten years old. I never really got into the comic book thing. I would read them from from time to time, but mostly other people's comic books. I can't ever remember right. having my own collection. But if I did, yeah, it would have been Batman. Would it really? Yes, yeah, Batman was is has been was my only favorite superhero. Actually, I predominantly it was all my exclusive what I would collect was Batman stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think it just, it. I don't, it said dark, dreary, yes. but he's also a good guy. He behaves like a bad guy. He acts like a bad guy, but he does good guy stuff. It's just yes. that complexity that we all like. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Absolutely. And he has the great costume. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Not everybody can pull off a cape, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you after music, you've gone back to acting. Did you do acting yes. before the band? I did. Uh, I started acting when I was uh, shortly after getting out of high school. Okay. Um, so you didn't doing, do anything prior to high school? Well, no, not not in high school. I didn't do theater okay. or anything of the sort. Uh, I started getting into acting and modeling, and then shortly after getting started, I ended up relocating to Miami All to right. take it to the next level and stayed there for three years before coming back. It is like 30 degrees. You wish you were back there? 
yes many many times i wonder they my friends back there still say why did you leave and i still say, i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's a lovely state though i it mean is. i've been to Cocoa beach and um gosh i would i mean my, my neighbor friend always enticing let's go to you know when spring training starts let's just drive down there and catch a couple of games so it's a great it's a great state it's yeah. but you know there's other things down there i remember having to start the car uh, to turn on the air conditioning and because you take right. a shower walk outside i'm talking 20 30 feet and you're sweating and you get oh, in yeah. that car, you are a mess by the time that you get to work. So you go out and start the car and turn on the air and make sure it's nice and cold. Well, I, I, the same thing when you go to Arizona, I vacation in Arizona for a spring break, and somebody's like, "Let's go to the drugstore." It's like it's like I start you can't walk. You have even if it's like five minute drive, you have to get in your car. Or you're just gonna die before yeah. you get to the drugstore. Everything is with walking distance stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but out that way they have misters, you know that 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 What's, spray the that spray the water in the air. The oh, they do? Yeah, they have mists uh, at the stores and stuff so that it it cools you off. And in Miami, it's just, it's so humid. That's a little theatrical it's, too, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so how long have you been back since Miami? A couple of years? Well, no, I've I've been back for quite a while. Okay. Um, Would you, if you go back, do you think you could recognize it so? Oh yeah, for, yeah. I, I, I travel back to Miami quite often. Oh, you actually. still go there? Okay. Yeah, I have friends. They're, still still there. they're like family. All right. Ah, all right. You know, when you go down to Miami and you know nobody, okay? I, I went, I knew nobody. Oh, like Tony Montana. My, yeah. My, my best my best friend said, hey, I'll travel with you. So okay. uh, we went down there. We knew nobody. So here's a bunch of 19-year-old uh, kids that have traveled from around the country and became friends. Well, uh, Alaska, Boston, Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., uh, all over, those are still my friends and they're still down there. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Do they do the same things that you do? Do they do movies or something like that? Do they have the same interests? Uh, no, they're, they, they didn't stay in it long term. Okay. They, uh, they went back to their day jobs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about the um, what's upcoming for you before we get to what you've already done. So what's sure. kind of upcoming for you, what you've been working on? Well, uh, I've got a couple projects that um, I haven't signed on to officially yet, but okay. still looking at uh, a couple feature films. Um, I've got a couple uh, web series, uh, kind of instructional video things. Yeah that are that are on the books um you know i just i i'm really trying to focus in on feature films um because there's a lot of character development in the feature films i fell in love with with you know working on a film set yeah. long term and and having that long-term commitment um so because it, it's almost like you guys are very work very close quarters for an intense amount of time and then it's all of a sudden you're done you go away it's like yes well i don't know i don't know that you're necessarily done it's a it's yeah, interesting yeah, that you there say you go. that right, yeah, yeah it's interesting that you say that because yeah. um uh, a couple weekends ago i was training at an intensive with will wallace and we were having a conversation and he made that comment. He said, a lot of people think that when you're done filming, it just stops there. 
you're only at the 50 yard line. Really? You have to continue. Well, yes, there's premieres. Oh, there's man. all kinds yeah, of. People um, forget about that. And then the constant yeah, promotional things. And uh, so, yeah, you're still, you're still wrapped up in it. Making the movie is only part of it. And then the before the movie and all that stuff. So it's pre-production. Yes. Yeah. So it's almost like, and people kind of forget that even though you're filming a movie primarily for a couple months, that's like a two year commitment almost, or even longer because it's, yes. Or well, even longer because it technically stays with you forever. Right. Right. (laughs) Yes. People want to, people have questions about those projects. Uh, Film festival circuit. Uh, when the films are going out to the film festivals, there can be a yeah. lot of travel. There's uh, a lot of involvement, or at least I like to uh, make myself available yeah. um, for those. So um, there, I, I want to get a. There's actually you're in a commercial right now that's running on the, in the mini Minnesota, the Treasure Island. Is that right? There's there, there's a couple. Oh, there's two um, of them. Okay. Yeah. There's there's. A, uh, Grand Casino. That's okay. one. Grand yeah. Casino. I have yet yeah. to see this. Everybody, yeah. oh, every, really? Okay. everybody messaged me like I just saw it. And it was like I, almost like an enticement of a tease. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grand Casino. Okay. Uh, it is nice because people will text me or they'll email me or something. I haven't even seen the <laughs> commercials, so then they show. We're like the only two people ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, there's the Menards always pops up. Michael, okay. my my Menards um, uh, role. Uh, my nice. name is Michael. <laughs> I got to, I got to choose the name. Uh, they gave me three names to choose from, and I chose Michael. I always wanted my name to be Michael when I was you kind of uh, look younger. Like I don't mean you kind of look my like my middle a, name. Is it really? Yeah, it's my middle name. I always right. wanted it to be my 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 first name, so I chose Michael for that. You could probably, if you're an author, you can go see Michael Charay. Yeah, that would that would put a little more. But now yeah. I, I now I like Chris. Okay, I, I, I like Chris. Yeah, it's I, I kind of grew out of the Michael thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but there is the there is a couple Treasure Island commercials too. Okay, um, do you like doing commercials? I do. Yeah. I do. It's it's fun. It's a little. It's a little bit. Um, I would say not not like a movie, but it's a little more rush, right? It's short term and it's very quick and get out there. Yeah. 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 You you it's there's a schedule. So you, depending upon what it is you're doing, if there's dialogue, you come in prepared. They get you into wardrobe and makeup, and you jump in there and do your Bit, yeah. do do your your scenes. I mean, I've seen I've am on set for maybe four hours, and there might be four or five commercials that come out of that. Uh, Warner Stallion, um, yeah. it's another one that there's several commercials out of there. Right. Um, do you yeah. do? Have you done the voiceover thing yet? I have not really got into the voiceover, yeah. the voiceover deal. I was looking at that at one point in time, um, but I just never really got into it. Yeah. So some people, I think, just absolutely love it, and some people, yes. it's it's a hard. I yes. mean, even though it's for the branching of acting, it's to still. It's like you do it in front of a microphone, what you do in front of a camera almost, but. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I had a friend that was really into it. He's out in L.A. and uh, he he would talk about how you get this image of what this person is, is looks like and what their physical condition is. And then he would start shaping his body and his really, and then all of a sudden he would talk (laughs) and it's like, he would make his voice sound like someone that had those characteristics. I heard like animators sometimes will come in the studio when the people are doing their 
lines for the the movie like disney the animators come in and draw out how the person is performing in studio with the voiceover interesting and, and they draw out like how would they how would they look with, with the voiceovers and stuff. Mm. And Julie Andrews talked about how they would come in and sit and draw as she's doing this. And she goes, and I kind of like it because sometimes you're in a you're you're in a, a cell, a studio cell, all isolated, and you don't know how you're doing. But it's nice to have somebody watching you to observe. At least somebody right. sees you're doing it instead of like to nobody almost. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's that's very interesting. And I think that the I don't know voiceover. I know that there's some people that they specialize in it. They're very they they get a lot of work from voiceovers. Yeah. Um, it just recently kind of showed up on my radar a few years ago. I think it's getting bigger and bigger. Animation, with the animation movies that are getting thing. so right. popular. I mean, you have so many movie stars that are Well, doing I've been, I mean, people animation. have been, because of my comic book, people have been, are you thinking about doing an animation? I would love to do the voice of, I got an idea and stuff like that. I go, I, mean, I just want to get the thing done yet. I've only got the one book out. I haven't even thought about doing like a web animated series for this or something like that. But, but it's always on people's brain of somehow doing an animation clip to it, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that would be fun. That yeah. would be interesting to give a to to try. <laughs> Do you I, watch animation? Do you? I will. Yeah. I I will. Um, most of the again, most of it is probably with Calvin, my son. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. But um, you know, there are some movies that are animation, but I know that it, there's only so many hours in a day. That's right. The, that's the issue. I don't there's, think people realize there is so much because it's it's a little niche of a market that there's. I mean, on an average year, there's about a thousand different animation movies come out. Wow! And because of just Japanese kick come out, like yes, they average like four of them a, a week. Okay, and yes, and they just work nonstop, and a lot of it comes from Asia of the animation, and they're they're just so light years ahead of what any um, European or American filmmakers are making. They're just so ahead of it that there's a name for it isn't it oh just anime yeah. anime there you yeah. go someone said anime i was like what is anime it's and just, then i figured out it's it's basically animation but. and then the branch of anime is manga and that's a kind of a branch of anime which is a, a style okay yeah so interesting yeah, yeah. so um you were well i like to get into it because it's it's something that you've been having but sure you were the lead character in max bishop yes in fact you were max bishop yes and we had jack come on um previous episode so if anybody's listening they can stop and listen to that episode before we get started right but i asked jack that's to, a september 16th and uh, do you have a do we have it coming out well september 16th oh was that's when jack, jack was, was here yeah that's okay the, yeah that's yeah, the that, yeah, it was jack. yeah. Um, but he said that he when he did the character he had you in mind so did you know jack before the filming you know that's a there, there's a story that goes along with that i'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you yeah all i'm right, gonna tell you right. about that right now <laughs> i got um, the edited bud and retinic no okay that <laughs> <laughs> was good that, that was actually a question i had so thanks for clarifying that um <laughs> Well, what what happened was is I was actually cast in a film called Daytimers. Daytimers, the, yes. That, is it a short? It, it's Imagine a short. Okay. Yes, it's a short, and actually that short was just uh, entered into the Bare Bones uh, Film Festival and oh, was accepted. Yes, so, yes, so, I heard, saw the announcement. Wonderful. Yes. Yep. So that was the first film that I was cast in for Jack, and then. Um, you know, it was a couple years later, he sent me a message saying, hey, I have a project I'd like you to take a look at. Okay. Uh, so uh, I had just 
started taking a look at projects again because again calvin had just been been born not too uh long ago and spent some time with with him and the family sure so i said yeah i'll take a look at it so i called him back i said i really like it it's great he says would you mind coming in and just doing some some reading with some people that were auditioning i said sure so i came in and read helped uh you know for the audition of other people and uh then so you they, did the when the other people auditioned you were reading with them yeah the lines and stuff yeah like i was that. reading with them but okay. i wasn't auditioning it was the, it was the there, other they people were, were auditioning so they <laughs> said hey you know right. i'd like you to right. um to read for max and well um, you know that's how i don't mean to interrupt but that's how harrison ford got to be han solo he really was, he was just there to read the lines for people and eventually you know george is like that i can't I don't need to talk to anybody else. It's just, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool. So, that's cool. So maybe maybe Jack knew this or something. And, and and again, I'll put this out there, is that this is the way I remember it, okay? <laughs> so Jack may actually may Want to come back and rebuttal? Okay. And say, no, that wasn't the case. But here's what, this is the All way right. I remember it. Um, so then he asked me to read for Max. So I did. Yeah. And then uh, it was like a while. He... Um, came back to me he says i'm i'm comfortable now offering you the role of max bishop okay. so right. i was like great uh so then we continued to uh read for auditions for casting and then uh we started going through the whole process of um getting ready to film and then we filmed and we had just a wonderful experience, which we can get into more later, but I don't want to miss this piece. Right. So we're, we're about halfway through filming. Okay. okay? All right. And um, one night we're all getting ready for, for dinner and Jack, you, just, you have to know Jack. Uh, he just says, hey, just remind me there's something I have to send you. And and don't let me forget. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. That, yeah, that's okay. a little. Yeah. Okay, that's a little. I don't know if he was just messing with me or <laughs> what the deal. But I'm like, well, can you just send it to me? Yeah, right? no. Can you really? send it to me now? I'll get it to you. So I said, well, what is it? And I just kept on him. And he's like, okay, it's the first page of Max Bishop that I wrote. It wasn't called Max Bishop. It was called the Chris Chere Hitman movie. And I'm like, you're kidding me. He's like, no, actually, I had you in mind the whole time. I'm like, oh, you, you, you put me through the ringer. I mean, I had no clue. And so then he did. He texts me a picture of the first page of the notebook with, um, yeah, the Chris Shray Hitman movie, and uh, <laughs> the, yeah. Well, that's nice. And then you got to the read, and then the whole introduction. Yeah. Well, I think it just wants you to, you know, not to start cold and just you know but at least warm up to the idea something like that maybe you know well yeah. we, we had a lot of conversations that's uh, good jack yeah. is a very prepared person he does oh gosh things yes. yeah i was yeah very uh he he doesn't fly off the, the the cuff very very often i would say that that uh jack has that perfect combination of um he can be spontaneous but it's appropriately he yeah. doesn't you He's the type of guy that um, he really he makes very informed decisions and he thinks about things. He's uh, yeah, he's a wonderful writer. Yeah, well, we had him on. He was very articulate. I would yes. ask him a question and he would just you know wait and give you a full answer. Yes, yeah, just not just 
rush it. But yeah, you can see that definitely probably in the filmmaking process of just, he knows exactly how it's going to look. And it's, oh, yeah. so Before, calculated. He yeah. knows. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's looking for. He, he I mean, yeah. he knows. Yeah. And I don't know if um, he has a long history of making making films. I mean, um, his uh, mother Trudy okay. and his father Dan, who um, I consider very good friends of mine. I've got to meet them back right. when we were filming Daytimers, and nice. so uh, I get to see them every now and again. They're just wonderful people. But you hear a lot of good stories of of Jack making movies back when he was very young, yeah. like five, six, seven years old, uh, she yeah. would help him to make films and he made his first feature film as a teenager. And you you talk about uh, the kind of a person, right? Okay, yeah. a person, like when you're a teenager, you know, that commitment, that longevity of what it takes, you know, it, it's, you can get involved in something and then it's no longer fun anymore. Right, And yeah. then it can just go away. Well, from my understanding is, that that yeah. point got there for Jack, but Jack knew that there was people, that there was a mission involved, and he pushed through that process all the way to completion. And um, when you're a guy like me as an actor, that's an that's an important piece of the puzzle. You yeah. want to you want to see your work go the distance. Yeah. Uh, you just don't show up a hundred percent for the experience. You show yeah. up to complete the mission, and he certainly that kind of guy so know. how long did it take to, to shoot it do you remember well Jack we it, a couple months okay. a couple months but um it was great because we pretty much shot the the majority of it in one block we were out of town and uh we had a great casting crew we had yeah. people coming and going <laughs> every day people were coming yeah. and going off the set i mean people came from from a long ways away to uh you know be a part of this film um for example you know the um, assistant director uh kevin ackley yes just a great yeah. wow what what a guy can bring to set and just yeah. that 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 presence to help that whole project i mean he came from north dakota and uh, he stayed the whole, you know, for virtually the whole time. Yeah. Um, we had just, you know, some people that were in town based upon the, the shoot schedule that were in town for a day. They might uh, then leave, come back a couple of days later. We had the majority of the, yeah. the crew was there the entire, the entire time. Uh, it was a really great experience. And that was one conversation that Jack and I actually had is I said, man, this is a long time to be, you know, together every single day. Yeah, right. You know, and um, Jack's like, "This is the right. This is the right crew. This is the right cast." I and 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 I was every day, and boy, he could not have hit that more on the head because, you know, being on yeah. set for that many consecutive days yeah. for those hours and being okay with waking up 
the next day and ready to go at it getting ready to get back on set and and having our meetings after and then uh, you know getting prepared for the following i mean we just had the most amazing cast and crew so it's you know from what i've gathered i think it's going to be projected onto what you guys made that it's just going to be oh there's no doubt yeah there's there is no doubt it's um yeah we had we had some amazing some amazing things happen that i've never seen well, I was, set. I mean, because we have talked about the character, the, the lead character, Max Bishop, is a hitman, but he, he goes to a school, right? Yeah, yeah, he's an out-of-work hitman that eventually ends up becoming employed with um, a school, <laughs> ele- not just a school, an elementary school. Oh, elementary, that. okay. Elementary, elementary school. school. Mm-hmm. So he becomes the custodian there. Yes. And I was a little, oh, I wish I would guys known that you guys made the movie, because I used to be a school custodian. Really? I used to be, for for about seven years, I was school high school at a high school custodian okay and i could have just gave you a lot of input on what a janitor does and looks but did you get a whole sack of keys because that's the um, key right janitors carry keys i don't think that they really trusted max <laughs> with those keys you you have to see because this is this is new this is new to max I mean, right. max is um he's he's never really utilized any of those tools in his were life. were you allowed to operate into the heavy custodial machines the fun stuff um i don't think that i, I don't think they would ever allow max <laughs> to operate those kinds of pieces of machinery <laughs> i could, I, I could have yeah. mailed you I, I should have mailed you my boiler's license and just put max bishop on there and just get it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean max he's um yeah he has some yeah he has some um challenges with some of the the, the just the standard tools okay the broom the mop the those kinds of so things. It, um so if you want to talk a little bit about your character sure. um did you kind of you and i talk you and jack talk about what kind of like character would this kind of be or would it be a like a i'm trying to because nobody's really seen the movie was he kind of like a loud character or would it be kind of a quiet character well that's the thing about max is max is uh you can't really put Max onto any other kind of character okay. because he's uh, he changes based on the environment, the environment that okay. he's in, and it's all new. There's uh, his world is changed drastically, of course. Yeah, going from uh, you know being a very a dark man, world, and then yeah. you go into elementary school. It's very yeah. right. The ch- the contrast probably is kind of. Yeah, there's uh, there's 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 a big change for him, and so the adjustment period, uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so do you, I mean, you had to work with kids, right? And yes. then um, who were the the actors that played the? I mean, you didn't have like a whole schoolroom of kids, but their primary focus a little bit kids that kind of picked up on you, a little right? Bit. Yeah, picked um, up on Max. You know, these kids too. The the kids or the the. The two main child actors are uh, a couple of young ladies, Iris Seifert and Katie Trotsky. And you you, you talk about talent, okay? These these young ladies, they have talent, okay? With a a capital T. Was it a little intimidating? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know well, the, you watch some of these. Company, like I've been working, and you guys just you know you're younger than me, and you're making it look like you're right. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've talked to many times about actors coming in, like the kids do it, and it's almost like I'm a little scared. I mean, am I am something? I bet you perform a little bit better because they're showing it a little bit easier than 
than I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, well. Again, he's a hitman, and um, <laughs> there are some things within that world that that cross right. into this other world, and um, Max is definitely uh, intimidated a bit by by uh, intimidated and doesn't really know necessarily everything about how to take these situations that are or uh, yeah or interpret brought, them, brought right? to him or yeah, yeah or how to interpret him yeah. so um so uh iris seifert plays lucy okay and okay. uh katie trotsky plays her role as, as ruby so yeah max learns from from these young ladies and i learned as a person chris Sheray learning from these young ladies and they bring a lot to the table pretty amazing stuff so um with the the whole um coming movie and stuff like that um were you were you going ahead are you were you kind of knew the ending or you were kind of like a little bit a little bit taken back um, by the ending or I don't want to give too much away but it, sometimes when you read a script and you, you know, everybody does it they go right to the end and figure it out oh. you know, why they go but yeah I don't know that you can I don't I don't know that that could be done in this case <laughs> right. uh, you know my jaw just yeah I, I just my jaw just dropped open and kind of well, that's just what we get to, when we read the stills because we know there's something intense going on because if you can follow it on you follow the max bishop on instagram and twitter you you know there's action involved with the stills and stuff like that and it's yeah. it's just you know do we know when it's going to be released do we know when we're going to be able to see it well right now they're uh wrapping up editing so uh okay. picture lock should be you know happening soon uh, the it's going to be going to sound mixing, of course, next, and then the the uh, goal is to have it completed May of 2019 this year. Nice, so, yeah, nice. not too long, not too far away. Oh man, I'm looking forward to it because I've just it's been it's in my brain. Yeah, because I I work at a school and I used to go to a school, so it's always something. Even though I talk about a lot of movies, it's still like. I want to see the janitor that used to be hitman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you take a look at at, at the cast, yeah, that is um, in this Joel Thingball. Uh, yeah, you, you know Joel? No, well, not not personally. No, okay, uh, not yet. He's he's been around the Twin Cities for a long time. Actor um, Douglas Sidney has uh, he's in the film. I mean, all all the um, Tim Meinke, He's he is amazing. There's so many, so many great uh, characters and, and actors in this film. Polly Kahneman, uh, Benny Barrett. Um, you know, we've. Well, I, the, I could go on yeah. and on and on. Well, Jeremy Franda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who shot the film? I think it was, was it? Oh, oh who, who shot it? The yeah. cinematographer? Yeah. Yeah, Billy Straub. Billy Straub. Oh, yep. Nice. Yep, nice. Billy Straub. Uh, he did amazing stuff. I mean, being on set and then just watching that, that's sometimes what I like to do is I like to watch uh, the director of the cinematographer. I just kind of like to see the, the, the crew, how they operate and right. oh gosh, watching Billy and Jack and they're thinking and all of a sudden Billy's like, I got it. <laughs> and then he just comes back with the answer and Jack's face is lights up and they're looking, you know, you just stay out of the way, just watch it, <laughs> right, watch, yeah. watch the magic happen. No, Billy did a wonderful yeah. job. He, he um, definitely did some magical things. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, we're going to take a little bit break. Yes. And we're going to refreshments and then we'll back with more of Chris. Sounds good.
Thank you. Well, hello, everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in. Back. Can I bring it up? That was the first movie you saw on VHS? Sure. Raiders of the Lost sure. Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first movie on the VHS when we got the, v, you know, yeah. VHS. VCR. Well, that's the reason That's the reason I went to see it in a theater last year and brought my nephews. And my wife was like, he's seen this eight, like over a hundred times. What do you want to, because I was like, every time he's seen it was on VHS or on a TV screen. I've never, and the last yeah. time I saw it was like, it was three. I don't remember. I want to see it like in a movie, and it still has the punch it has, it does today. But yes. that was the first VHS movie. That was the first one. I was so excited, <laughs> so excited. It still holds. Every time Raiders of Lost Ark, I I'm I know I'm excited. I just to watched it again. Let's get it going. I I before we get continued, um, I don't remember. Remember when she has the shot glasses to her temples, Marion. And she sees a, the classic silhouette that everybody knows it's him. And she turns around and she drops in to makes the noise. It's a little bit of a fuddy because the script wrote that she went outside to pack snowballs to cool her temples down after heavy drinking. Mm-hmm. And that was in the script. But then Spielberg's like, well, if she went outside, she would know he's coming. We gotta, huh. So they cut that out. And then she turned around with snowballs in her temples. And they just put the shot glasses sound. So it, it's it's a funny, mm-hmm. but it's so good. You're like you don't even think about it, right? You just like all right, move with it because that's the iconic scene of it. Does the button turn around and it works? But yes, it's, it's you movie know, magic. Yes, movies have a lot of stories that yeah that that go on behind the scenes that sometimes right. are the uh, on the inside, and then they come out years later. Yeah, you say this is actually how we did that. Yeah, <laughs> right. And you're like, yeah. now it's like, oh, I never noticed that this, before. Right. This yeah. is how that went down. Yeah. yeah. Do you still go to theaters? Do you still watch movies? Uh, once in a great while, once right. in a great while, I'll go to a movie theater. Uh, usually for a date night with the with the wife, or yeah. you know something like with the kids. But you know, I I I prefer to to watch the stuff. In the, in the comforts of my in my home, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, when I when I do have some yeah free time, but I, I don't sit too much in front of the TV. Wait, I'll, when I'll you're busy honest, working, I'll be honest. Ninety percent of the TV that I watch is yeah. for um, research for roles or sure. doing things like that. Well, how much effort do you put for like researching? It's like it's almost like you put like a lot. 10 hours of research for a one hour thing. It's like the ratio should be twice as much than the actual physical effort. Yeah. Yeah. I put a lot into the character development. Um, You know, I think that that's part of the confidence in the, the role when you're in front of the camera and, and also, you know, talking with the, with the director 
talking with the people involved in the project, getting yeah. all that stuff ironed out. And uh, that again for Max Bishop, right. we get a lot of communication with, uh, with Jack um, before you know, filming started, during filming. Right, uh, a lot of lot of prep. But well, yes. I'm going back to Max. Do, do, how'd you work out with the costuming, the outfits and stuff? Did you work with Jack on that, or yes. you kind of brought your own little input on that? Um, nope, uh, Jack had it all figured out. Okay, and um, there was some we we came up with options, but Max and the characters in Max Bishop are um, their their costuming is kind of iconic. Okay, so it's uh, interesting because it's almost like it we we were talking about comic books yeah some of the yeah. costuming it's a little bit it, like that right you're a little bit like that yeah yeah i don't know if anybody knows that comic books are actually almost looks like movies i mean yes. if you even if you put a subtitle on a movie it's like a moving comic book right exactly right it's just I, you know, I I see a, a strong correlation every time I read a comic book to a movie, and I think that's why superhero movies translate so well because we already seen it in our mind, played like a little place card how it could play out like a movie almost. Yeah, I know several people that have done comic books and they're doing the comic books now, but yeah. the movie is the next thing. Right. The 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 comic book is just the start. It's almost like the uh, the screenplay. Yeah, it's almost the, like the pre screenplay. Yeah, here's the screenplay and the storyboard. This is the whole. Right. Yeah, I can see, and it's it's a short chase to, and I I think people won't not even recognize that a lot of movies get made are based on comic books, and a lot of stuff on Netflix is based on comic books too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no rules nowadays, is there? No, I mean, there used to be right anywhere. There used to, man. It used to be if you were a television actor, there's no way you're supposed to do movies, or you're a movie actor, there's no way you're supposed. To, right. Now it's just kind of. It's all intermarriage, and it's no, it's, yeah. The barriers are kind of breaking down. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's all in there. You take a look at some of the A listers, and you look back to where they started. They were, you know, they were in commercials like everybody, right. you know, and then they just worked their way up. So I I, I want to talk about it a little bit because I I'm not familiar with it, but um, Doug Phillips' film that you work with him. And yes, the full um, what was the full title? Again? It's Journey to the Docile Pink Planet. Docile and Pink Planet. Uh, it is a sci-fi film, very heavy, heavy sci-fi. Sure, um, Doug. I I've actually been talking with Doug quite frequently um, over the past couple months uh, about a lot of things, movie, film related, um, and the that is also a film that uh, was accepted into the Bare Bones Film Festival in uh, Oklahoma. Okay, so. Uh, so that'll be down there. So I'll have two two projects that are in that film festival. So you're going to saturate cool. the market, Chris. Uh, no, I, don't, I don't think that there's a lot more to a lot more to go. But but um, so that's pretty so that's pretty cool. But it's a it's a sci-fi film. That's the first sci-fi film that I've ever um, done. Interesting stuff around that film. Um, but there was a lot of uh, uh, the 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 dialogue. There's a lot to that. To, right. to the dialogue, to that film, to the sci-fi, it's actually pretty brilliant to what Doug did with it. Could you? Yeah. Have, what's a little bit of the synopsis? I really not, don't know anything. What you can? Well, um, gosh, I don't want to give too much away. Sure. Um, but basically, let's just say that there's some there, there's some uh, travel, uh, spaceship travel. Sure. Okay. Into uh, some 
some various places in the uh, outer space. That's good enough for me. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. You're just you're recording and you got Dune right in front of you. The book Dune. So you're yeah. So I'm a, I'm a sci-fi fan. So yeah, but there's a, but yeah. there's a lot of really cool stuff. I will I will say this because I'm sure that you know in the future we'll be talking with Doug at some point. But, yeah. Um, you know, understanding more, he, he explained some of it when uh, he was talking about casting me for the role um, uh, the, that I play, uh, but I never really understood the full impact okay. of what that character and the the whole role, the dialogue, everything. It's pretty, it's pretty brilliant, but you know, I think it would take Doug to explain that because it's very deep, believe it or not. Yeah. Very okay, yeah. but it's a short film. Uh, no, it's a feature. Oh, it is a feature. Film. It's a feature, and it's okay. premiering um, February twentieth. Oh man, We're yeah, gonna... at the Cinema Grill. Ah, guys. Well, it's yeah. sci-fi, and it's it's got all. I gotta I gotta see it. So I like. Do you watch sci-fi? Do you like? It? Um, I I have watched sci-fi. Right. I've never been like this huge fan of of sci-fi. Right. Um. So I've. Sometimes it was, there's movies that would pique my my curiosity, so I would sit and watch for a bit. But, but I've a, never been like a huge fan, right? It's such a broad spectrum because anything yes. in outer space is mainly signed as sci-fi or something like that, or you know, or something the, in the future. But exactly. But obviously, something like you know, even like the, the Netflix show Alter Carbon at sci-fi. But I consider that more like a noir mystery in the future rather than just being a sci-fi. Yeah. Sci-fi enters its way into a lot of a, a lot of films, but yeah. you know when when I think of sci-fi, I think of like the pure sci-fi yeah. when there's lots of um the, the 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 stage stuff you can tell that the stuff is you, you, yeah. you know your your imagination needs to bridge the gap and oh, and yeah. you yep. know yeah. Like you can see strings down on <laughs> yeah, the, the, the monsters yeah, yeah, right. and, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, Godzilla's stomping on Matchbox cars. And right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, like even Godzilla. I mean, did I see Godzilla? Yes, but was I really? I just never really was really drawn into that. No, that type of film. What What, what was it like when you were a kid? What was your favorite kind of movie when you were growing up? Gosh, again, I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't really watch a lot of movies because yeah. I was out, you know, jumping my bike off of the biggest <laughs> jump I could find and <laughs> slipping a, pedals without and a helmet on it. Right? Yeah. yeah, there was no helmets back then. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I would sit and slip a pedal and lay on the, you know, right. moaning and groaning on the, on the ground for five <laughs> minutes and then get up and do it again because I had yeah. to master it or, yeah, so I didn't watch, um, a lot of a lot of TV as a as a kid. It's, yeah. I fell in love with acting though. But to, you yeah. know, we were talking about in the beginning when uh, I went to Miami. I did, was not a big fan of acting. No, I mean, not I really, when you were in Miami. None of that. No, I when when I would get called in for you know roles with speaking lines and things, yeah. I would kind of read it off the paper and then run out of the room. They'd say, "Would you like to try again?" I'd be like, "No, thank you." And so. Right. Um, you know, I would do other things that were very small roles. And then at some point in time, I just really was like, I want to master this. This is really, 
this is really going to take a, a, a lot of focus and, and concentration right. and prep. Well, just like and being I in I a fell band, in love right? With it. It's a lot of concentration. Yeah. I think people don't get that under how much work is it in to make this a, a band work, and then we got to put songs in there and stuff, and how to sound smooth and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, simple things become hard. I remember the first right. time I was on stage. Um, now I could go in my studio and we could play for hours, like eight, 10 hours. It didn't yeah. matter. But the, my first time on stage, I was playing at, uh, O'Gara's the garage at O'Gara's in St. Paul. Yeah. Well, it's gone. Yeah. No, yeah it's yeah. gone now. But, uh, that's a good, that was a good stage because yeah, it was a little bit, well, I think about three feet off the ground. Yeah. But it had, you had space. Yes. You could put like six people up there. Yes. Yeah. It, it was, was great. great. That yeah. was, that was my first live show. Okay. And, the only thing I can remember is about, I don't know, not too long into the first song, my my fingers holding my uh, pick started to cramp up. No, what? And I was going to lose my pick. And the only thing that I could think of is how am I going to make it through this song, let alone the rest of the set? Yeah. Without the, the adrenaline right. was going. I must have been squeezing that pick so hard that it was like taking all of my energy. But uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's the kind of stuff that. Um, but I yeah. think that you, as an actor, or at least for me, I start to harness the energy of the of the room. Like I think I, I think everybody yeah yeah you know I start taking a look and just focus and and everybody's mm. energy in the room. Uh, like we were talking about um, Kirstie and Ellie. Yeah. Um, they were on the set of Max Bishop. Kirstie House was um, the art, and uh, Ellie Drews was, um, I want to say, AC. But uh, she, both of them, just having them on set, um, having the, the, the people on set, and I don't know, there's just this energy that I just, I love. Yeah. It's 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 so the adrenaline starts going and then all of a sudden you just focus in and let it. Let you know, it it, it, I I have to say it, it it you know making my comic book it happens to me. I have to you know play certain music, certain certain things will get me going. You, you can't start cold and people forget that it'd be especially creative. She's like, all right, you got a few hours, go down there. And yeah, it's like it doesn't work that way. It really doesn't. She's yeah. like, you got a few hours, go work on your book, and it's like. You don't understand. It doesn't really, really work that way. I need my environment. I need to set up their place where I can get back at it. You can't just start stop cold and start up a cold. Well, writing is writing is yeah. a tricky thing because yeah. if you can't, some days I'm sure you probably know with the help with writing this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can uh, you can go. Sometimes it just comes right out. I think times it doesn't and and yeah there's triggers that can get you in that spot but sometimes yeah um i don't i don't need that kind of i I just i i can feel the energy from from people but there are times that um i'll think of something and then maybe play music right yeah get me on that path like okay we're shooting this scene today and i start to mentally you, you know get into that space and some i'll use anything to to kind of do that music um take a look at pictures or take a look at just go even talk to somebody uh, make yeah. a phone call talk to someone they get you into that well i know the, the writing for the my comic book writing the script i would have to take pause go upstairs and go out in my backyard and i would 
say the lines for all the people in the scene. So I would almost talk out the lines. And of course I turn and there's my neighbor watching me. <laughs> yeah. So I think my neighbor thinks I'm a little <laughs> Yeah, but that's a hey, that's okay. But you have to cuz you know when you especially when you're writing characters, it's not just spitting out lines to advance the story. You want to get a little bit of truth involved. You want to make them a little bit tangible, a little bit real, and you want him a little more identified. There's words that he's going to say that or her is going to say that nobody else is going to say, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Authenticity is always the you know, the the key. You have yeah. to be able to, you know, sell that. You know, yeah. you're you are being real under imaginary circumstances. So the more yeah. that you feel it and that and to be honest with you, Nick, that's what I am addicted to is that feeling. Is that feeling that I get. Yeah. With feels authentic. Just yeah. yeah it just kind of overtakes everything and then you're surprised when you hear cut. What really? <laughs> what? <We're good>. What? <laughs> you know? Let's keep going. Right. Let's, yeah, do yeah. let's do it again. Yeah. I got it. No, let's do it one more time. No, we got it. Time to move on. Okay. <laughs> so then I go. Yeah. You know, you, you, that's where you go outside, and all the neighbors are watching, and you're still doing that scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you do, you do it in the mirror? Do you rehearse? No, stuff no, not in the mirror. No, no. no. Can you no, watch yourself? Um, I can now. Yeah, it's it, tough, it was yeah. it was tough. It, it it's tough in the beginning. The first time I saw myself in a movie theater, yeah. I found myself like squatting down in the seat, <laughs> like you know. And it's dark, and I don't know. It's just, but yeah, now I'm okay watching myself. Yeah, it um, does, and yeah. I don't think anybody initially gets. It's a shock. It really, it's like that's what me. What? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. it is. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of big time actors that know they will not watch themselves or, or it's uncomfortable to do so. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's just like, you know, radio or. Right, it took me a long time to get comfortable that's the way I sound. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's it's like an, a, an adjustment or something. But but yeah. you, you were talking about your neighbor. You yeah, watching the lines. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a, a buddy, Tyler Sobrowski, who was an actor buddy from when we used to train with uh, Richard Medios. Okay. And um, we would try to find that public place and go and run our lines in the most place where the most people are. And, and they just are looking at you with parks, coffee shops, <laughs> restaurants. So you actually want, and you're run, looking for, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we would we would go to um, some film events and we would be outside like playing catch with different things, running our lines on the sidewalk before we're going in to a film event. But okay. We're, we're studying for, for class the next day and we would just do that and just, you know, do different tasks, bounce a ball, play a catch, throw frisbee or whatever oh. while we're running our lines for a workshop or a scene that we were going to have to do. Oh. Um, and yeah, people, people like look at your by, give a funny look. And after a while, it doesn't. But it, it was effective for you. You got comfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. Yeah. I never thought about doing that that way. Yeah. 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 I just sometimes like my experience, you just get enthralled with the whole process. You forget there's an outside world. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I do. I do, especially with this book I'm making, and I I always get comfortable working at night. I don't know. Maybe it's because of less distraction. I think a lot of us do. Yeah, it's weird. It's less I get distraction. A lot of... It's you know nobody's calling me on the phone. Nobody's asking for anything. The dogs are asleep. Yeah, and that's when everything. That's when everything's firing off. Right. Yeah. Yes. So especially when the summer, when I have my summers off, I'm up till like four o'clock in the morning because that's where I'm most effective. 
don't know. Well, um, I know that um, I get a lot of emails and a lot of texts from people in the film industry sure. at 2.30, 3.30, 4.30 in the morning, sure. and I send a lot at, yeah. at that time. Um, if I'm if I'm up, yeah. Sometimes you can get if if that's the magic hour, you you go with it. I, I always I, the, the joke is with my wife. I was like, why do we let morning people run the world? And she looked at me. She goes, because you guys were asleep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we started it, go. but you guys were the challenges. You were still sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, do you still play your guitar? Do you still fill with it or no? You kind of. Um, I haven't picked up my guitar. I well, I picked up my guitar once. Okay. Um, since um, I left the band, which was gosh, I can't. I don't even know how how long ago. They're still yeah. very good, very good friends, very good. But I just didn't want yeah. to continue playing music anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I picked up the guitar once, and the I broke a string right away and i put it right back down because i did not want to <laughs> change wanna, the string <laughs> go through right all then. that i said no nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too much work so especially if it's the a string oh, yeah the g yeah yeah it's the, the comical point of every guitar is like when the the when you break your g string and then everybody gets a chuckle out of it oh, i broke my g string yeah all right done with your laugh okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. right yep nope that that, yeah. that was that was quick it'll go back do you still go see live shows like music, I love to. I I love to go see live shows. The I just I haven't lately. Right, you're and a little bit time, busy. Yeah, yeah, it's the time factor. There's a lot of um, a lot of things going on, so you got to kind of pick and choose. I don't have that luxury yet of uh, uh, having a lot of free time. Right. And when it, when I do have the free time, I I really want to see my yeah. yeah see my wife and and, and kid. Um, we see each other a lot because we both work from home. Nice, and so nice. we're around each other all day. But it's just kind of one of those things when I'm not around them, I miss them. So, sure, sure. so yeah. Calvin can't really come out to the live rock shows yet. Although we have taken him to to a few. So, well, that's good. You got to start early, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What was? Well, we got a couple minutes. What was your favorite concert you ever went to? Foo Fighters. Really? I would say, yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard Fighters. they're pretty tight yeah they're pretty tight yep yeah. dave growl he's he's just a great guy but yeah that was my favorite concert he so just far. had the energy to go 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 yeah they just you know yeah he he yeah. uh he's a great the i mean i didn't know that that that, that band was going to all do that well after the whole you know nirvana thing i didn't right because really that, that, that band yeah. was gonna you know dave growl the drummer okay is going to come in here and start his band and i just didn't know that it was going to last but and i fell in love with the music so all right good good show too well chris well thanks for coming on man this is yes thank you for having me it's it's, especially this is kind of your your first podcast so i hope you had a a little bit of enjoyment out of it yeah absolutely had a ton of enjoyment (laughs) ton of enjoyment well uh i know it's winter do you have do you any winter activities you like going out do you got any winter minnesota activities you do um well i i have a couple snowmobiles uh, okay so from time to time we'll take those out uh go out ice skating on the the lake uh it's always fun to go ice skating like in the in the city you know that whole ambiance thing i have a good friends that we played we just get together one saturday we go to indoor rink we play hockey we just round up 40 guys and we 
we pay the goalies you know okay. they're they're, they, they're the ones paying for expensive for the yes it's very they expensive. a lot of gear yeah. so we pay him like 20 bucks to come come play for us but okay there was that national circuit in lake minnetonka of three on three hockey outside okay and was it the pond hockey yeah the pond, the pond hockey thing, thing. And i we, saw you had a you had a shiner <laughs> that was from the yeah not for the pond hockey from okay. the but uh, three of the friends I play hockey with, they participated in the pond hockey. And he said, we played against these guys from California and they just loved it. They never, they thought it was the funniest thing in the world that they're playing on a lake that below us is water. Yeah. Just, Man, look at this, we're playing on a lake. <laughs> Cause everything, anywhere they go to play hockey is indoors. Right. But playing outdoors, they thought it was just the best thing ever. They wanted to move here. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, if you liked it, yeah, that's the whole point, yeah. Right. All right. Well, Chris, uh, thanks again for coming on, man. This is yes. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes, thank and then you so much I for having me. Before uh, go, Max Bishop will probably be around March. Well, right? there, it's May is, May. The, is the goal uh, right now, okay. but it is going to be out very, very soon. Chris, we got some things we want to mention uh, before we get out of here. So, yeah, wanna, well, the, the, well, one of the first things I wanted to say is um, I would encourage anybody that's listening to this show to go back and take a look at some of the shows that you've done okay. before because um, you've got some really great people and we had a lot really of really good coming. shows I mean, like we had Sally Ann Hunt yeah and um you know she was just January 27th yeah. and uh Russ Johnson um his yeah. deceived podcast I mean yeah. I've known Russ for for several years a very very good guy yeah. Jay Ness yeah uh he is one of my favorite people and um he came in the studio and was like oh my god because he loves comics yeah he came in here and was like gosh this is awesome <laughs> yeah jay jay's one of those guys um i've been uh lucky enough to work with on a couple projects nice. and and awesome. he's he, he's just great at what he does and uh his project dark cloud that he directed um you know that show that yeah. was great. Yeah. Uh, of course, Jack Baranek, uh, his his show was mm -hmm. September 16th. Yep. And uh, of course, Brianna Rose Lee, yeah. uh, Brittany Benjamin. You have some really great shows. Yeah. And I think that um, if you're listening to this show, to all the people out there, you should go back and check out some of these shows that were done uh, recently in the, in the yeah. past. But also, I know that you have a good lineup coming yeah too. we do have a couple of um we're uh, we're gonna eventually doug phillips is gonna be coming on yep. um ellie and chris you're gonna be coming on um we're gonna have josh uh stifler yes come on too so Good. we we have a packed packed line not to mention our panel discussion of a variety of movies that are um everybody's gonna be known about they're making anniversaries especially this year so yeah there are mm -hmm. a, there, there are a lot of local people here that are doing some like really great things yeah there's um a writer that I've uh, worked with quite a bit. His name is Russ Meyer. Uh, he's a great writer. He submits his stuff. He wins lots of awards. And he's got a uh, feature called Jenna's Gone, which is going to be uh, filmed shortly. You should get that gentleman on the show. <laughs> all right, all right. That guy is All right, Russ. You know where I can uh, finally contact the show. All right. Yeah. I'll, look, I'll look for him, too. All yeah, right, yeah. Like um, Nathan Block 
Have you, do you know Nathan? Um, not per, uh, not personally. Okay, Nathan yeah, we, Block we, is a is a local filmmaker, and yeah. he uh, also is in the. He owns Woodbury Ten, and the movie. Oh theater. gosh, I know how to get there. I I'll, see a bunch of movies. There you go. Well, <laughs> there's your guy, yeah. and he also owns theater out in uh, St. Michael, but he's a filmmaker, and uh, we've been talking about projects. He's got some exciting things. He's got to feature his. Um, his uh, company, Distant Calling Pictures, is putting out a feature yeah. uh, this year. Iris, I want I wanted to say thanks so much to the mothers of um, Iris Seifert and Katie Trotsky. Yeah. They are wonderful. <laughs> I got I I was got to know Sarah Seifert uh, pretty well, and oh, good, she good. is she she's an amazing person, and they just bring like so much to the set. Yeah. Um, there's another local. Have, do you know Alex Gutterman? Uh, I've been corresponding with him. You have. Okay. Yes, well, yeah. there he's you up go. In, I think he's up in Duluth. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think cause, he, and people don't know Duluth's a little bit, little far away than St. Paul. We're trying to figure out what's a nice day where we can have him come down in studio. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be out in L.A. Uh, before too long. But you know, he did um, a movie in winter that I love the movie in the winter it's in winter in winter in winter and okay. he has another movie coming out called the hunter but uh if i would highly recommend uh checking out that yeah that movie charles hubble and uh nora Tagarnsky are in that film um great film and the hunter is is alex is working on that yeah, yeah well, I was corresponding with him. He, we were talking. We got a whole tangent of Tarkovsky, of course. You know, when people like movies, eventually, eventually comes into a favorite director. So yeah, yeah, definitely have to have come back on. So yeah, and, yeah, and Nathan and everybody. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's a lot of exciting, a lot of exciting, stuff a lot of exciting, on. talented people here in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. keep. So uh, I know that now I. I'm going to be waiting like every week to see <laughs> to get the next the next interview because I've listened to all the ones that you've had right up oh, right up here so nice you're doing well, a good, for, you're well, doing a good job thanks for listening and thanks yes. for coming on it was I had a blast yeah it was fun this is a lot of fun thank you Nick so are you now you're ready because it's not over till the guest says it's it's over <laughs> <laughs>